The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Claim your risk-free bet up to $500 over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash betrivers. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash betrivers. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, sports betting research platform, parlays, play props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. I'm just about that action, boss. Yes, sir. We are back with another edition of the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no voice, no guys. Me, really, Ralph, and Ralph, Ralph Furman Jr. here at your service. And you know, I need to find me a new a new song. I want a new song. I don't want just a laughing drop. I need a new song. Got my guy Scott Studio Rochelle with me. We still got Scott's drop. Scott, what's going on here? Scotty, beat me up. Surprise. Yeah, doing pretty well. Looking forward to the afternoon games on Sunday. Had a pretty fun Thursday night game for once, which was definitely entertaining. Came down to the wire. No punts. The referees were terrible. Besides that, the game was good, so can't complain too much. I crushed it on the props. Uh, hit every prop I actually had on the show. Unfortunately, I did lean to Dallas, but I did like the over. Those canceled out. But I had Cooks over 40 and a half receiving yards. Geno interception. Aubrey, shout out to my boy. Aubrey, one and a half field goals. That was never in doubt. And I had Brandon Cooks touchdown, plus 260. So overall, very good episode for me. Very fun game in general. I know you were right, though, about Seattle covering. So there we go. I know you were very close, though, to hitting a massive bomb parlay. Yeah. Oh, we had a great day yesterday. Uh, we hit Seattle plus nine. Definitely did that. We did not get Pollard under 61 and a half rushing, but we did get Gino over 226 and a half passing yards. We got Dak longest completion under 38 and a half yards. That cash. We got the DK receiving ladder. That cash. I had DK 100 plus and two touchdowns at 50 to one, and DK 100 plus, two touchdowns, and Seattle to win at 130 to one. Man, so close to hitting a 130 to one, Scott. In, incredibly close Seattle it was and it was exactly what I forecasted this was a letdown spot they they thought that you know the defense was all that in a bag of chips that they were going to be able to just straight up hold Seattle to whatever and they were going to win the game and Seattle went out there and hooped like Seattle went out there balled out they DK exploited Bland Bland got cooked or very very early on that game he did get an interception in the game but he was getting cooked for the majority of that game and that's ultimately what I said was going to happen I thought that the secondary was going to have a bad day one or two corners was going to struggle and it so happened to be Bland and Seattle was able to get it done really would have liked the money line win there but you know we'll take what we can get it was a good day yeah good game overall all right However, if I had made it a show bet, Cowboys would have won by 30. That was never – I would probably not have taken it as a show bet. So, it's what, it's what happens. It's what happens. All right. Let's talk about the afternoon games on Sunday, though. We have four games, like you said. Not many, but some decent quality games here, including well, – one insane all, game. 
Yeah, one game, one game that we just believe is a championship level preview. But let's talk about the others first. Starting with the Carolina Panthers, one and ten, traveling to Tampa Bay to play Tampa Bay Bucks at four and seven. Panthers catching plus five and a half. Wow, plus five and a half on the road here. This line has not gotten to six. Two thirty, uh, not two thirty-seven. I'm sorry, thirty-seven is total. I'm in NBA mode. Two thirty-seven. Thirty-seven is total here. Minus five and a half for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in this divisional matchup. Scott, which way are you going? Tampa's not exactly in great form, and they're extremely injured, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And Baker's also banged up, so keep an eye on his status. Maybe Trask starts. We'll see what happens, but I'm assuming Mayfield's going to play. Carolina's awful, but they did just fire their coach. And we saw it with Pierce, with the Raiders. Yes, it was a different spot, but still, teams tend to have get-up spots when they fire their head coach. Do I want to lay five and a half with Tampa? Not really. Uh, I think I'm going to lean Carolina. I don't feel good about it because this team is atrocious, but I have to at least acknowledge, historically speaking, betting on teams off of a head coach firing has actually worked out quite well. It wasn't even just the head coach, by the way. They cleared house. A lot of other positional coaches, stuff like that, they kind of decided it was time to cut ties on a lot of people. I'm going to lean to Carolina. Either they're about to implode or they show up for one game. But Tampa's not great. Baker's injured. Levante David's been injured. Dean's been injured. They have a lot of questions with the health of a lot of guys. So I'm going to lean to Carolina plus the five and a half in a divisional game. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I think that's really why I was leaning to Carolina because this line didn't get past six already. And a little bit of a tell here. Five and a half is kind of a weird number when the books start. I, I My eyes perk up when I see books just leave a line at five and a half for so long. By the way, but, Baker's going to play. He was a full participant in Wednesday's yeah, he was. through, but he still got injured. So we'll keep an eye on him. But it's really the defense, man. Like you talked about it. You're probably not seeing Levante David in this game. You're probably not seeing Jamel Dean corner in this game. You're probably not seeing Devin White in this game, the linebacker. Like those are some really, really big pieces in this defense that they're missing. And I mean, what's been the what's been the root of Bryce Young? This season, it's been the fact that this offense cannot get going against any capable defense in the league. Like any capable defense, they have not been able to get going or even look competent in. Whereas, I mean, missing these guys that brings Tampa Bay's defense down a level that maybe Bryce Young can actually do something with it. This this screams three point game either way. I, I'm with you. I'm going with Carolina in points. I think I'm going to link to the over though. I actually don't mind the over in this game. I can see some points in this sure. spot. I mean, Carolina offensively is bad. I'm aware of that. But Tampa's defense is is, is really, really bad, even with uh, everybody being relatively healthy. If there was one game for Bryce Young to show something in the passing game, it would probably be this game because they gave up like 500 yards to Stroud. Minshew torched him last week. Pittman had like, what, 12 catches and like 100-something yards. I think that Thielen can get back on track here. I don't mind Thielen props. I think Bryce Young is going to play better than people think. I still don't think he's very good to be fully honest, but I do Uh think with the head coach being fired, Reich is finally out of there. Maybe they open up the playbook a little bit. Maybe they get creative. I don't mind the over, though, because Carolina's defense is okay, I guess, but I think that Tampa has enough offense, has enough weapons to actually get by. I'm going to link to the over. 36.5 is very, very low for a total. I really do see like a 23-20 type game. All right. I'm with you. No, I'm not with total. I think I, I 
slightly. It's really just under. Tampa's defense. I just can't visually take an under with give Tampa's me, defense being involved. Give me the Carolina team total over. I don't know what that number is, but it's probably not high enough. Well, based on where the score is projected, you're looking at about 20 to 15, 21 to 16. So probably around 15 and a half. Yeah. If it's under two touchdowns, I like it. I think they can score two touchdowns against this defense. Uh, I'll quickly pull here. it up, but it should be around like 15 and a half. Yeah, I was over here trying to look and pull it up myself too. Um, totals. Uh, let's see. Panthers total points. Yeah, 15 and a half. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, yeah, that makes it a little more difficult. Well, it's two touchdowns it's- and a field goal. Pinero's been good. Yeah, but getting the 17 points just tells me I basically say that they're going to win the game. I mean, we think it's a three-point game either way, so... Yeah. I'm not there on the team total. I thought I was. I'm not there on the team total. All right. right. Let's see here. We have the Cleveland Browns on the road going to play. No, wait. Before we talk about that game, got to talk to you about Bet Rivers because Bet Rivers is available in over 14 plus states and you can do it in Ontario, Canada. Plus, they have some of the best live buying markets that you can find in the industry. A whole bunch of props, a whole bunch of things to bet on. The depositing and withdrawing from there is super duper easy. You don't have to worry about chasing people down, trying to get your money or anything like that. So sign up and use our link to get a risk-free bet up to $500. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash betrivers at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash betrivers. Problem gambling call 1-800-GAMBLER. And my bet rivers play of the day. Give me a Baker interception. Baker's going to throw a pick in this game. Too, too that, many I can see that. Too many expectations on him. Really, really hurt uh, offense. He's going to throw a pick. So give me Baker interception. That is my bet Rivers play of the day. All right. Now let's talk about the Cleveland Browns traveling to play the Los Angeles Rams. Browns open up minus two and a half. I'm pretty sure this is when the season started. Line is now minus four for the Los Angeles Rams. 40 and a half is total here. I mean, if these two teams didn't have the records that they have now, this would probably be a toilet bowl. Just off a quarterback name alone. I think Cleveland's a bunch of frauds. So I think they might miss the playoffs. Well, I mean, it's not looking good now that, you know, they're kind of rotating. Like, who's so who playing quarterback? For a decent spot, but I would bet them to miss. I think this team's about to fall apart. Who's who's playing quarterback again? Potentially Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco might be starting in 2023. Most of the quarterbacks I mean, got injured yesterday. So, my thing, last week. my thing is, is that Cleveland's defense is nasty. It's like actually they, not as good as you think it is. No, really it, it hasn't. At home. They're really they not good on the road. And how much of that is the inability of the offense to move the ball on the road? Every time I'm watching this team on the road and they're playing, the offense doesn't move the ball and the defense has to go out there and play 100 snaps. Of course, you're going to give up points. Yeah, you're not like, wrong, but can Flacco move the ball? <laughs> Basically joining the team a week and a half ago. I mean, they won a game with, they won a game with uh, P.J. Walker. Did they win a game with Dorian Thompson Robinson? They know. won one game. Uh, I'm trying to remember who they beat, but it was not a pretty win. They beat the Steelers, I think, with DTR. So they so they won a game with Deshaun Watson. 
which is actually somewhat impressive now that you think about it. They won a game with P.J. Walker. They won a game with Dorian Thompson-Robinson. I mean, it's not like this Rams team is giving you anything special. Oh, last week they did. Arizona's not any good, but they did score 37 points. Just saying. Let's see here. We have uh, Anthony Walker with a did not participate. Denzel Ward with a did not participate. Miles Garrett with a did not participate. But his is not injury-related. It looks like his is just rest. Uh, he was injured in that Denver game. I think he hurt his shoulder. He's probably going to yeah. play, but he's definitely not at 100%. Yeah, but for the most part, like double DMP kind of tells me you're not playing, but his is double DMP with rest. So it seems like they're just resting that shoulder, but yeah. they ex- fully expect him to either put in a limited day practice today on Friday and play. Marquise Goodwin also out. Uh It sounds like you want to make a case for Cleveland. I do, because I don't think the Rams are good. Four I don't think points. they're great either. But I, I, I mean, you're telling me that Cleveland can't lose this game by three? Like, I'm not – it's not like we're sitting here, we're picking money line. Like, if I I can easily talk myself more into a Rams money line than a, than a Cleveland money line. But this line is four. This screams three-point game. Neither one of these teams are that good. I'm trusting my gut. I'm taking plus four. All right. I'm gonna be I think the Rams Rams. win. I think the Rams win, but I don't think it's I don't think it's by four. I think this is a field goal game. I think that Cleveland keeps it close. And they yeah, they may have a chance to win it and Joe Flacco throws an interception on the last drive and they end up losing by what, two, three, something like that. Maybe that's where they cover four or five and it's by a touchdown that they're driving at the end. But I'm almost certain that this ends with a very close game for three and a half quarters. Joe Flacco has one final drive to go and try to win it and he ends up throwing a pick on that drive. Yeah, so for me, I'm on the Rams. I think they bury this team. I think they're going to win this game by at least 10, in my opinion. I think it's a blowout. Uh, but to go through my thoughts as to why, I mentioned before how Cleveland is really good defensively at home and really bad on the road. To go through the numbers that back it up, Cleveland is currently allowing 19 points per game, which is the seventh fewest in the league. At home, they're allowing 10.2 points per game, which is four fewer than any other team. Do you know how many points they're allowing on the road? Once again, they're allowing 10 per game at home. How many? 29.6. It's the third most in the league. They're allowing roughly three times more points in road games than home games. I can't trust this team in a dome. No chance. They got buried by Denver last week. They were embarrassing in the process. Denver kind of moved the ball at will against that team. And Flacco joined the team a couple weeks ago. Not really going to know the playbook. He's also an absolute lawn chair. So I definitely expect him to get sacked a bunch. But Cup was... Back in action. Puka's still there. Stafford looked good against Arizona. It's in a dome. Cleveland is awful on the road defensively. And the Rams come out and win comfortably. And I think Flacco's going to have a really limited game plan package for this game because he doesn't really know the full playbook. Give me the Rams comfortably. I've seen this time and time again, especially all year long. You bring in the last second injury replacement quarterback, and it usually goes terribly. Give me the Rams minus three and a half. Mm, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. I said usually. Of, uh, no, I don't think it's usually. I, I really think that there's something there where, like, you don't have a game plan for this quarterback because you don't know. Like, you haven't seen this quarterback play forever. What game plan? Flacco's what been game around plan? For like Fifteen years. 
And and that's where I'm saying that you don't you haven't seen him play in two plus years. You don't know what he's what Stefanski is about to do with him. There is a little bit of unknown there. That's all I'm saying. That I think I think this is a closer game. And LA doesn't have much of a home field anyway. So I mean, I I said before I think Cleveland's about to fall apart. So I think that they're going to go on a full on implosion. So I'm going with the Rams. Yeah, I feel it. I think they I think they still could lose the game. Just not my more than four. Four is a lot. All right. Let's see here. San Francisco 49ers in the game. Uh, is this America's game of the week? It's got to be. Uh, San Francisco 49ers on the road going to play the Philadelphia 76ers. Eagles. Kyle Shanahan said that he had no idea. No idea 76? how his team was. Oh, 76ers. Yeah, Eagles. My fault. Philadelphia Eagles. We just did the NBA show. Yep. So Kyle Shanahan said that he had no idea how his team was favored over the Eagles on the road, and the Eagles were 10-1. And it actually is kind of of a questionable conundrum there. San Francisco is minus three in this game. Forty eight is the total. It's a bunch of line movement too. I think it opened up at like Philly minus one or basically pick them, and now Niners are minus three. Preseason it was Philly minus two and a half. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you got Colin Cowherd that's saying fade Brock Purdy because he wears his hat his hat backwards or something like that. I'm on the Niners it, here. It, it just feels like Philly is due. Like it, it just seems oh, like Philly's actually been lose a bunch one of these games. games that deserve to lose them. Yes, like <laughs> come on, man. They they deserve to lose that game against the Bills. Like, and that's why I say, all right, you know, credit to Philly for at least being out to come out and find ways to constantly, constantly win these close games. Like consistently, they have found ways to win close games. Matter of fact, if I just want to go through it. They won a three-point game against the Bills. They won a four-point game against the Chiefs. They won a five-point game against Dallas. They won, you know, a seven-point game against Washington. They buried Miami. You went, you lost to the Jets. You, I mean, they that that no, that LA game was actually they, that score is in is in they, nine they points. Dominated the game. They dominate that game. Yeah, they dominate that game. Mm-hmm. But you lose another three-point. You win another three-point game against Washington. A six-point game against. Minnesota in a five-point game against the Patriots at the beginning of the season. Like I thought that there was something there with the first two games of the season, those games being close, but obviously that just kept up over the course of the season. They keep finding ways to win one-score games. But this is this is San Francisco. This is the ultimate revenge spot. This is literally what San Francisco is asking for. They want Philly again. They wanted them in Philly, but this time they wanted a quarterback, and they got him in Brock Purdy. I think the Niners are going to win this game, simply put. I think that the line movement is definitely indicative that this will be the definition of a sharp square divide because yeah. I don't know how the square betters are not going to blindly take Eagles' money line in this game, right? I mean, isn't the public blindly going to be all over Philly? Uh, let's go. I got to, to assume so. Let's go to VSIN and check. I did not check the splits on this one yet. Let's see here. We got. All right. Whenever that loads up, I'm like half guessing on that, but it, it makes a lot of sense for that to be the case. No, I mean, I, I, it's, it's crazy because these are two public teams. These yeah. are both two public teams. So I went, okay, well, that logged me out. And the lines move four points against a home team with the best record in the league. Like, I got to assume that the public will be all over Philly. Let's see here. 
Just let me know. Oh, I hate when everything. I hate when everything signs me out the account. Now I have to sign back into our account. I know. While you do that, I'll quickly read off some of the injury news. This was from Wednesday, but I'll still read it off. So Eric Armstead did not practice on Wednesday. That was basically it. Trent Williams was rest. Armstead might play. We'll see. But they're basically healthy. The Eagles. Fletcher Cox didn't practice. Zach Cunningham didn't practice. Zach, uh, Justin Evans didn't practice. Uh, Dallas Goddard maybe is going to return. We'll see, but he did not practice. A lot of limited guys, though. So a lot of banged-up star players on the Eagles. A.J. Brown, limited. Jordan Davis, limited. Lane Johnson, limited. Julio doesn't really count at this point. Devontae, Adam, uh, Devontae Smith, I mean, limited. DeAndre Swift, limited. A lot of big-name guys on the injury report for the Eagles. And they won the game against Buffalo, but if you really want to touch upon the last couple of games, Philly probably should have lost the last three games they played in. Buffalo, they should have lost. They were outplayed most of the game. Chiefs, they should have lost. And the Cowboys game, they probably should have lost. The, game. <laughs> uh, the Cowboys probably should have won that game. A lot of self-inflicted wounds there. Dallas stepping out of bounds. Tight end being down at the one-inch line. The bunch of sacks at the 10-yard line in the final drive. Dallas probably should have won that game, too. So Philly's been finding ways to win games. I mentioned this every week. We did it last week with the Bills game. And we both did a lean to the Bills. And the Bills covered at three and a half. If the Eagles find ways to win these close games every time, but you constantly get outplayed or you don't show up for at least a quarter in these games, how good are you? Because people keep telling me, well, wait for Philly to put together a complete game. They haven't when? had a complete game in a month. When, when are we going to get this? This is who they are. Like, I'm not going to suddenly expect, well, what if all these things go well? No, if you are this team for 75% of the year, this is who your team is. You're a team that ends up getting outplayed in a decent portion of these games, but you're insanely clutch down the stretch. That's what your team is. I think you're a flawed 10-1 and team. Now, of course, that's better than being a flawed 4-7 and team. Like, I acknowledge <laughs> the Eagles are do a great job at finding ways to win games, do I think they're overrated? Of course. I have to think they're overrated. I mean, we saw this last year with Minnesota, not to the same degree, but Minnesota won every one-score game. Every single one-score game. The playoffs came around, they lost to the Giants in a one-score game. I'm not saying the Eagles are going to get upset early in the playoffs, but I do think this team <gasps> is pretty fraudulent compared to most 10-1 and teams. The Niners, Ooh. I think, are a better football team, in my opinion. I'll link to the Niners. I think they're the better team. And the oddsmaker suggested because the lines move four points. All right. Your thing what? Yeah, no. So we got 43% of the bets on the Niners, 62% of the money, 53% of the bets on the Eagles, 38% of the money. That's what I said. It's a sharp yep. square divide. Now, am I being harsh, though? Because we saw the exact same thing last week. If you keep needing to come back in the fourth quarter and you're constantly in dogfights with teams that you're against – this is who you are, right? Like I think I don't want to bet, I don't bet you. I don't want to bet you. I I've been saying this. I've been saying this since the beginning of the season. That I felt like they overrated, but I just kind of shut up and let they the season play out because they kept winning. So like, there's nothing I can say. They keep winning. So but I mean, to be fair hey. to the Eagles, this is a year where there are no official dominant teams. There are no clear. Oh, this is the easily the best team in the league. The point is, I think the Eagles, despite being the best team based on record, are very very vulnerable, and I feel like a lot of people would disagree. They would use yeah. this as a pro, saying we found they found ways to win games even when they play poorly. This is good for them long term. Maybe so, but at some point you have to blow out a team. At some point you have to actually win comfortably, and they just don't do it. They just don't do it. So I think they're going to lose at some point. I think the Niners are a team to give it to them. 
Eagles fans can admit that they have heart, a heart attack literally every single game until the end. But when they win, it's like, oh, it's never in doubt. Like, no. It, yeah, like, what? No, you're like literally cussing. They're literally c- calling for your offensive coordinator's job. I'm sorry. I don't know. No dominant team that's ever called for their offensive coordinator's job. And they call for it every single week. And they've lost one game. Every they're single week they call for they his want job. The guy fired. Every single week they call for his job. <laughs> like, you're not. A, that's, you're I not get a it. Winning's player. winning. But at some point, you have to actually look the part of a 10 and 1 team. Philly doesn't do that for most of these games. They find ways to win, but they look underwhelming for about half the game. I think well, the Niners come in focused, and I think they win. Luckily, we don't have to worry about picking a side of who's going to win this game or who's not with prize picks, because prize picks, we are talking about taking the stats of these players and taking more or less, expecting on what they're going to be able to do. Hey, Meek Mill. Prominent, prominent Philadelphia Eagles fan. He is on prize picks. You can go and tail along plays with him under the community plays section. They also have the injury insurance where you can get rebooted if your player who started the first half and exits does not return in the second half. They will reboot that player. This is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. Make sure you tap into prize picks. We will be giving out a prize picks at the end of the show really quickly. Go to prospects.com slash SGPN. Use code SGPN for a first deposit matchup to $100. It's prospects.com, promo code SGPN. Prospects, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, Scott. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Make sure you use this. It's a sports betting analytics platform, but they have a revolutionary parlay optimizer that Green, green, green. You want to see green when you talk about the Barley Optimizer because that's going to tell you the hit rates. It's going to tell you the expected probability. It's going to give you everything you need for the entire parlay. Make sure you use it. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets. Download Hall of Fame Bets or visit the HOF Bets app at hofbets.com or visit the Hall of Fame Bets app. Use code SGP and get 50% off your first month to start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. All right, Scott. Last game on the slate for us. We have... The Kansas City Chiefs on the road going to play the Green Bay Packers. Kansas City's laying six here. It's 42 and a half is the total. And we have seen this game pretty recently um, with Jordan Love in his first game. I believe it was. Is that Jordan Love? Yeah, that was Jordan Love's first game that he it came was very, in. It was a very ugly, low-scoring game, and Love looked lost, but the game was close. Yeah, it was. Now we have Kansas City with a much better defense at that time. And we have a bunch of people that really like the Packers this week. For whatever reason, I don't know. So I'm assuming you're on Kansas City? Absolutely. Why? I'm not fading Patrick Mahomes here. I'm on Green Bay Money One. Why? I think it's a great spot for Green Bay. I think they're playing good football at the right time. I like the fact that they played on Thanksgiving. So they had an extra three days off or two days off to prep, which I think is important. I'm going to ask you about Kansas City. Because we have roasted this offense for the entire season. And they immediately went down double digits to the Raiders. They woke up and they buried this team. We both don't think the Raiders are any good. We think they feasted on DeVito and Zach Wilson. That's basically it. Do you think the Chiefs are actually back or do you think the Raiders are just bad? No, the Chiefs are back. You think they're I mean, 31 to 3 against any team in the NFL, regardless of how you feel about that team, is impressive. Well, 31-3 is in the run they went on, or what do you mean? Yeah, that's the second. That's the run. After they went up those 14 those fourteen points, yeah. they got those two, I think it was two Adams touchdowns, got them really, really early, 31-3 to three after that. 
I'm trying to remember who scored. I think Jacobs had one and Myers had one, but it doesn't matter. Point is, the Raiders got killed for the final three quarters of that game. I just don't think the Raiders are good. I think O'Connell's not any good, and I think that this team needed a spark, which they got from a coach, but the roster's not there. I think Green Bay's going to make the playoffs. I'm actually kind of buying on this team. I like what I've seen. You look at the NFC, the Vikings losing to the Bears. You're looking at the Browns. Uh, sorry, not the Browns. Uh, you're looking at the Rams who've been hit or miss. Seattle's falling apart. There's really a path there for the Packers to make the playoffs. And I do think that love for a guy that was on the hot seat with his future with this franchise about a month ago, he's been really good. Just simply put, he's been a solid quarterback for the last couple of weeks. It's in Lambeau, which I like, but it's mostly me not fully trusting Kansas City's offense because they beat up on the Raiders in a dome in a place they always win at. So it doesn't really mean anything to me. I'm on Green Bay. I think six is too many points. No, I'll bet on the hotter team getting six at home with extra rest, which I think is important. No, I don't think so. I, I just – so Kansas City doesn't lose the teams like this. Like regardless of how, how you may feel about them, they don't lose the teams like this. They don't – like a lot of times games aren't even close when it comes to teams. Like to low – like look at the games. They lost to the Eagles. He had a close game against the Dolphins. should have won like, that game, but yeah. I mean like the really the only thing is like Denver, but that's, you know, a divisional game. I'll give them a pass there. Can I say like, that they don't lose these games though when they lost to Nick Foles last year with the Colts? We're talking about this season. Review. You're in the review. We're talking about this season. They have. We're well, talking about this season. I don't like the Chiefs' offense. I mean, the, yeah, I just, but the defense is live and correct. The what, defense is very, it, very good. And so it's like, at what point? Do you, what point do you sit here and you say that Jordan Love is going to consistently score the the football on? I was about to say the basketball. <laughs> that Jordan Love is going to consistently score the football on this defense. Like I just don't think. I think the pass rush is there. That's going to really, really fuck with Jordan Love in terms of him standing in the pocket. That's when he looks his best. That's what you know. The issue was on Thanksgiving is that they really weren't able to get a lot of pressure on Jordan Love. He was able to stand in the pocket and deliver throws. I don't think he's going to be able to do that with this Kansas City front four and. Then I I sit here and I'm like, is this defense going to be able to stop Patrick Mahomes if the receivers can catch the ball? No. Like so, ultimately, I'm just banking on the receivers being able to catch the ball. Patrick Mahomes has shown the ability, whether he's inside the pocket, whether he's outside the pocket, to deliver the ball. There is just on the receivers to catch the ball. I think that's really what been the mistake in all of their losses is that they've had really really bad drop games. You remember that first game of the season against the Lions. You remember that game against the Broncos. You remember this re- past week against the Eagles where they blew that lead. Like it's consistently the drops. And so if I sit here and say that, hey. This team bounces back after having a lot of drops again, like they did have, you know, the previous week before, and they do what they do, what they've done all season, and bounce back really, really good after a win. I'm all over Kansas City here. Give me Kansas City minus six. I think the main problem or the main area that we're disagreeing with is that you are actually willing to put faith in this receiving core, and I'm just not willing to do that. I think it's an abysmal receiving core. So yeah, but I'm not willing to put faith in Jordan Love either, who I think is also an abysmal quarterback. I. I don't think he is as abysmal as you think he is. I think that he's actually been pretty good the last couple of weeks. Now, I'm not saying I, I, he's obviously going to be a future Pro Bowler. That's not what I'm saying. I think that he's fine. But I think six is a lot of points to lay on the road. With a Kansas City team that we see time and time again refuse to blow out teams with Andy Reid. They always seem to be in somewhat one-possession games. They'll win, but I do think that Kansas City is a, a little bit... I'd say weak to be laying six in the spot on the road, in my opinion. I'll show bet this. You want to show bet the Chiefs? I'll show. I'll show bet Kansas City. 
Trying I'm that confident. I'm that confident in Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City in this spot coming off of a loss and Green Bay coming off of a win against the Lions that they haven't beaten in. And the Lions might be three. fraudulent. But yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty confident in this spot back. You know what? I mean, I'd say normally I wouldn't, but since I'm three and zero against you, I'll give you a chance to get on the scoreboard. Yeah, let's do it. All right. See, there we go. I'll take Green go Bay ahead. plus six. Just, right. We agree on the line of six, correct? Yes, line okay. of six. Cool. All right. There we go. Okay. Scott, time for lock and dog. And let's throw in a prize picks lineup. For my lock, taking Kansas City minus six, because I think this is a great spot. Them coming off a loss. Green Bay, let down spot after not off beating. Loss. What do you mean? Uh, well, not off a loss, but uh, uh, with that loss to the Eagles very recently, the coming back, one, they found their stride, hit their stride against the Raiders. I think this is a good spot for Kansas City. Just continue what they do against bad teams and just win these games, like win these games. And so I think that Kansas City be able to cover six. Yeah, it's Green Bay, but they play an arrowhead. Like, come on now. Why am I going to get – you're going from arrowhead to Lambeau Field. Like, you know, you're grasping straws here, so – I think it's the same thing. I don't think weather or outside elements are a factor. And I really, really don't think Jordan Love is going to be able to step up to this Chiefs defense. Like, I think that they are Chris Jones, George Kalopkis, all these guys are going to be all over them all day. So give me Kansas City plus six. I mean, not plus six, minus six. And for my dog, uh, I don't trust the, the Browns that much. I don't like the Eagles. I feel like you're going to take a prop on this one. Yeah, probably should. Or... You want to do a parlay? Some money line parlay or something? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I thought you were going to say Cleveland. Uh, no, I don't like Cleveland that much. I, I think they'll keep it close. And I'm not going to officially like put a bet in on Joe Flacco. It's just like I don't think the Rams are good enough where they're just going to automatically shut down Joe Flacco-led offense because they haven't been that good all season. Do you want I'll just give me Carolina. Bread? Just give me okay. Carolina. Yeah, just give me Carolina at 2-1. I mean, it, first half or full game? They gotta win. They gotta win another game eventually. Like I don't think they finish with just one. They gotta win another game. I'm so. just saying you could take the first half in case they fall apart. But mm, yeah, first half plus one sixty. Why not? Sure, Carolina first half plus one sixty. All right. So for my lock, I'm not going to shy away from it. Give me the Rams minus three and a half. I think the curb stomp this team. Uh, I think Flacco is cooked. And I think that the playbook is not going to be fully open to him. Cleveland and Stefanski want to run the ball, except for the fact that the running backs they currently have aren't that great since Chubb got injured. Ford's had a couple of explosive runs, but those really inflate his numbers. He's really not that efficient of a running back. And Kareem Hunt's been fine, I guess. Like, I don't think he's been amazing, but the Rams woke up offensively last week. Stafford's healthy for once, for now at least. You have Cup, you have uh, Nakua. Uh, Kyron Williams was incredible last week. I think he's in order for a good game. But I do think I have to point out, once again, the Browns are allowing three times more points on the road than at home. That's that's so nuts to me. They're allowing 10 points per home game and roughly 30 per road game. Give me the Rams minus three and a half, and they win this game by at least seven. For my dog, I am going to go with, what did I want to go with? I feel like I had a play in mind, and I'm not sure what I was going to do. Do I want to do Green Bay money line? Do I think they actually pull it off? Yeah. If I was you, I would. If I was that confident in Green Bay plus six, I would. But the thing is, like, I'm aware Green Bay is still not a great, great football team. I just think that they're peaking at the right time. That's kind of my point that I was trying to make. You know what? I think I am going to do it. Give me Green Bay. Can I bet? On, I wish I could bet on the second half because Kansas City can't score in the second half of games. I'm going to do it though. Screw it. Give me Green Bay. Money line. 
in the in the spot. I think that they are in a good spot with the extra rest to potentially surprise a weak Kansas City team compared to most years. Yes, the defense is good, but I think Love might have found something. But a plus 220, plus 230, I like the price there. It's a dangerous dog, but I think that it's a good spot to potentially get some value. Give me Green Bay Moneyline at about plus 220. All right. Underdog, not underdog, prospects, I'm sorry. Prospects, let's see here. What do we like here? Let me see. Let's load up my prize picks account. I'm, I got, never know what, what these platforms have available. So you can like. I, I went ahead and added Baker to throw an interception. Okay. Well, I'm assuming you also want Love to throw an interception, correct? I can buy that. I can buy that. It's not up here, though. Okay. That's unfortunate. I was going to say, I'll even take, if I I'll take love Green Bay, 14, I can co-sign that. I'll take Love over 14 and a half rushing yards because I think he'll be running for his life. Okay, that's fine. All right, we can back that. One more. Anything pop up that you can think of? Uh, do you want something with the Niners or do you want something with the Eagles? I feel like we need something from that game. Mm-hmm. I feel you, want like inter- you want Hurts interception? You know what? I could, but I could sell myself on that. Yeah, let's do it. Hurts interception. That's yeah. I'm fine with that. All right. Baker Mayfield more half an interception. Jalen Hurts more half an interception. Jordan Love more than 14 and a half rushing yards. Add that in the prize picks, and you get five to one hundred dollars. Gets you five hundred dollars. Make sure you use that promo code SGPN at Prize Picks. Daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, Scott. Anything else for people before we get up out of here? No, not really. We got a show bet, so that's always fun. But we're back on uh, next. Well, it hasn't been fun, but you know what? Uh, I've seen teams drop 3 0 leads before. Yeah, it's fine. It's all good. Yep. See what happens. All right. For the one person catching us live, make sure you like the video on your way out. For anybody else that joins us on YouTube, make sure you leave us a comment, like, review, all that stuff. And for everybody listening to this, wherever you get this through your ears, make sure that you leave us a five-star rating review on the NFL Gambling Podcast. Other than that, I have nothing else to say, nothing else to do. No other way of any podcast. We're just going to end it like this. We are out of here. 